This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 31, recorded March 12th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. Damn the shed! Is this life-sized human-sized or life-sized optimist-sized? This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. D-Buster Prime. This is Pirate TV Pro, signing out. No fuck-ups this time. Yeah, no fuck-ups. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Transformers Week in Review. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. And on this week's show, I'm joined by Iowa 64. He's doing some dental work. Apparently. And pirated TV Pro. How to do, how to do. <laughs> so, how's everyone been doing? I've been doing great. I'm awesome. on spring break. Yeah, uh, nice. But I worked all week, so... My uh, <laughs> my beast machines arrived in the mail on Friday night, so I've been happy yes! ever since. Awesome for you. I still need to pick that up. Great set, huh? It's an amazingly good set. Yes. I like it a lot. How are the commentaries? Commentaries. Awesome. I, I've only I've only listened to three first because I'm uh, I'm going through them and my girlfriend is watching them with me, so I don't want to spoil anything. So I had to wait till she left yesterday to watch episode three because I figured they would be talking about you know what goes on and everything. So, the first one's really good. Uh, got Bob Skier and Marty Eisenberg. So, uh, cool. yes. Very good. I haven't gotten around to episode, what is it, uh, 24 and 25 that has the other commentaries on it. So, but really good set. Really uh, nice layout for and design for the navigation. Um, Did you check out the interviews? Uh, no, I have not. Well, I, I will listen to the Bob Skier and Marty Eisenberg. They just seem to be saying, like, the same thing over <laughs> and over and over again. But other than that, they were they were actually slightly informative and you know slightly clashing, but also informative. Hmm. So, so the navigation is significantly better than the Beast Wars DVDs. Yes, well, much better yes. done. Yes. Okay, so on the news. The news. Uh, the so. news. Sure, let's do news. <laughs> okay, story number one: Transformers appear on I Love Toys, the newest I Love series appearing on VH1, features the top 100 toys ever made. In episode 3, which aired on Wednesday, March 8th, the Transformers ranked in as number 41. And if you missed the episode, we have the audio clip for you right here. Transformers, more than I'm going to tell you, Transformers was off the hook. The Transformers are vehicles that transform into uh, robots and they fight crime and evil throughout the universe. There were the good Transformers, they were the Autobots. The coolest of the cool is Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. Let's roll! There were the bad Transformers, they were the Decepticons. Of course, the leader of the Decepticons was Megatron. There was Optimus Prime, Megatron, Bumblebee. And then there's also another one that I, I've always wanted but I never got. It was Soundwave. And, and, and wait, wait, wait. He was a tape deck. The sound I like was the... That was hot. When they transform. Right now, it looks like a semi-truck. And then it looks like a refrigerator with a boner. 
some kid supposed to figure this out? And, uh, okay, boom, boom, right in between the legs. See? Robot. Doesn't that look like a robot? How you gonna front on the Transformers? Transformers, baby. Transformers. Moving on, next story. Number two. All right. <laughs> Moving on to story number two, Transformers Generations, coming soon. The Transformers Generations comic put out by IDW will be a special monthly series that presents stories from the Transformers past. The first edition, due out March 22nd, will feature the story Warrior School, which originally appeared in Marvel Comics The Transformers number 7. This issue will feature numerous variant covers, including a recreation of the original cover. In other words, yay, repaints, <laughs> prints, I suck. Were you uh, speed reading through that story, or what? I don't know. He tends, tends, <laughs> tends to accelerate as he hits the middle of the story. Like, I noticed that. starts out going 30, 45, and by the middle of the story, he's at like 60 or 70. Mm. And it all comes three. to a crashing halt at the end. Okay, yeah. story number three. The green light brings good news. In a thread on the Don Murphy message boards, Ian, I'm going to say Ian. Go for Ian it. Ian Bryce reveals more news for the upcoming Transformers movie. In the post, he says that the set building will begin in about a week. ILM, ILM is currently hard at work on the CGI Transformers, and their costume designer and assistant director, a stunt coordinator, and a cinematographer have all been hired. Don has also posted on his message board that a date which is May 22nd, which apparently is the day the movie will begin shooting. Awesome. Yes. Next story, Beast Wars 10th Anniversary Wave 2 figures have been cited. Allspark.com member, Allspark.com member Packrat found the figures at a Target store near, near Las Vegas, Nevada. Viva Las Vegas! Indeed, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Wave 2 includes Dinobot, Rat Trap, and Predacon Tarantulas. Not any normal Tarantulas, it's got to be Predacon Tarantulas. As well as the final piece to form Transmutate. Well, that is his official name. Yes. <laughs> okay, next story. Legends of Cybertron knockoffs surface. The knockoffs, which include Optimus Prime, Jetfire, Leo Breaker, Hotshot, and Evac, are actually larger than the official versions of the toys. A gallery of the knockoffs next to their official versions can be seen at tformers.com. Next story, Titanium Transformers. I suck today. Ugh, because we're doing it earlier in the day. Yeah, probably. I'm not nearly <laughs> drunk enough yet. Transformers Titanium in April? Casefresh.com, a story bit... Uh, not a story, a store based in Australia, is taking pre-orders for Waves 1 through 5 of the new Titanium line. Wave 1, which includes the 3-inch versions of War Within Prime, Unicron, and Beast Wars Megatron, has an Australian shipping date of April 2006. We have no idea how this correlates to anywhere else in the world. These figures should be making their debut in the States around the same time, according to the copy I've been handed, and will probably be slapped for ad-libbing instead <laughs> of saying that. <laughs> okay, next story. HasbroToyShop.com offering 25% off discount. First-time buyers at the online toy store are eligible for 25% off their first order. All you have to do is enter the code SPRINGNEW at checkout. This offer expires on March 17th. And in the story all I decided to put in because Matrix missed it, BigBadToyStore.com put up a I was of... gone during the week, I told you. I know. <laughs> I just like giving you grief over stuff. BigBadToyStore.com put up pre-orders for a bunch of new toys, including pictures of Ransack GT, the new Minicon teams that are the two packs that are going to be coming, which is a set of Energon Perceptor repaint and a uh, new version of the uh, 
big gun combiner thingy that I can't remember the name of, as well as three pictures of some of the Titanium series, two of which have since been taken down because apparently Joel wasn't supposed to put those up yet. Those Oops. were pictures of uh, Titanium uh, Skywarp and Titanium Jetfire, which are both more within designs. The pictures have since been taken down, but you can find mirrors of them at certain places on the internet, which are very common places to find pictures of stuff that people don't want distributed. That's it. And that's news. Yes, Woo. that's the news. Indeed, so, that's the news. The biggest thing for me this week was the surprise of seeing more titanium stuff after Toy yeah. Fair. Wouldn't you have assumed that if they had these ready for Toy Fair, we would have seen them? I mean... Well, maybe they, they didn't have them ready for Toy Fair. I guess that's true. Well, all, we, all we're seeing is pictures, <laughs> so maybe they're, you know, just, you know, mock-ups, you know, computer-generated... Or no, not computer-generated, but computer-painted prototypes or something like that. But they look Could really be. nice. Yeah, they look great. I yeah. like them a lot. They did an amazing job, especially on the... Uh, I especially like the Skywarp. I think it's Skywarp. Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, That's Thundercracker, because Skywarp would be purple and black. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> I'm really liking the Jetfire figure. Yeah, I like the Jetfire figure, but it does look a bit similar to existing toys. However, they're existing very expensive toys, which I would probably not be able to afford if I could find, but... I have no idea where I'm going with this. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, <laughs> as far as the, the green light news goes, um, I checked out the uh, the cinematographer. He's done a lot of uh, second unit cinematography, DP work, um, but apparently uh, this past year he did his first full-length movie um, as the uh, the cinematographer, the, you know, the main one, um, and that was Transporter 2. So I borrowed that from uh, the girlfriend's dad, who for some reason likes that movie. Um and it's not bad. He uses a lot of uh, really saturated colors, uh, really dark colors, and he knows how to, to light a car. Apparently, he, he paid his dues with uh, commercial work um, because it does a really good job with, with lighting cars and car chases. And, you know, it's a transporter, so they spend a lot of time with cars. Yep. Um, it looks really good. Um, and he's got cred on action movies. Yes. So. He's done, done quite a bit of uh, second unit work with Michael Bay. Um, so... So that's should. not a surprise at all. Nope. Um, now, the costume designer is a costume designer for Titanic. Um, so, you know, that, that says something. That's, that's Excellent. A... We have somebody who's an expert at making backwards <laughs> shirts. Yes. Yes. So, when, uh, when the Hearts of Steel uh, steampunk Transformers movie comes around, the What If movie, <laughs> I'm sure she'll, she'll get quite a bit of work. Indeed. So that, what about this? Yay, ruffles! What about this May twenty second date here? May twenty second. I'm I'm assuming probably you know beginning of principal photography, um, between now and then, or it it could be an announcement as far as uh, you know cast and everything. Um, either one of those, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, All I know is that they're holding it off one day so they can go to my birthday party first. <laughs> okay. Uh, Transformers Generations. <laughs> What do you guys think? I couldn't care less. It's a reprint. Yeah. Yeah. It, reprints it's comics. New, reprints with new it, covers. Uh, most it, fans it, it, already have already have them, and uh, yeah. Didn't they do that back with the whole Superman stuff? I mean, like comic industry in general, not IDW in specific. Well, back when you could have like three covers that had the same plot inside it. Yeah. Well, they're doing uh, they're doing something kind of similar at Marvel with the Marvel Adventures line. Um, except they're oh. you know redoing the art and everything, and if if, if oh, they were redoing the art you know with modern day art, I would be more inclined to to pick this up. 
but because of the fact that it's just a straight reprint with a new cover, that's not all that exciting to me. Yeah, it's cool for the people who don't have them yet, though, and it might pick up an impulse buyer too. But see, from from the uh, from the solicitations, it's just individual issues every now and then, right? It's not mm-hmm. like they're not doing yeah, entire not... story arcs or anything, or going yeah. in order or anything. It, it, that would make more sense to me if they were going in order. But yeah, I mean, why why start at number seven? I have no idea. <laughs> Does it make sense? But if you like your Transformers with human faces and. Uh, <laughs> It looks like they're wearing cardboard boxes. Pick it up. <laughs> hey, you might cut Wildman it. a little slack. Uh, I cut Just him a enough. little. I, I bought <laughs> The War Within Volume 2, and he bit me. He bit me bad. Ouch. Although, although modern coloring does help his art quite a bit. I, I will give him that. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm not a fan. So, anybody planning on buying anything off HasbroToyShop.com? I was very excited when I heard this, because I remember a couple of weeks ago, there was news that both Ricochet and Rollbar, the alternators that I have not seen yet down in Florida, were there. But when I go, of course, sold out. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's great. I was thinking about maybe uh, using it on uh, AstroTrain. They've got reissue yeah. AstroTrain up at the Hasbro Toy Shop. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I guess I'm shit out of luck, because I, I bought the AstroTrain already, so I wouldn't be a first-time buyer. Yeah, sucks to be you. Uh, Use a new email address. Yeah. I could do that. Ha ha, defraud Hasbro. <laughs> TFY or in no way supports defrauding Hasbro, or shouldn't we have some sort of legal disclaimer there? Yeah. Please do not hold TFY responsible <laughs> for any of the stupid and or illegal things suggested by its members. Yes. They're a bunch of jackasses. Especially that Awa64 guy. He's just a complete jackass. But other than yes. that, I mean... <laughs> Not a bunch of news. Not that much happening. Well, I but. thought the new toys was actually pretty interesting news. You uh, usually don't see those except every once in a while. So yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, they... <laughs> it's more mini cons. Yeah, more the hell with the mini cons. And we finally got to see uh, Ransack GT. Yeah, which which is I like I like the green and yellow and black. Um, yeah. it, it it does not look bad. I'll give it that. Transformers has a long, proud history of. Yellow and black motorcycle transformers. Yes, and so this will just be adding to that history. I don't know. <laughs> Indeed. It's just... And he's got a uh, alternately colored Decepticon symbol on him too. I think it's gold or silver or something. Ooh, something other than purple. Fancy. <laughs> All right. So to our discussion topic for the week, uh, Alba yes. and I, or not Alba, Jesse and I, <laughs> were talking about this earlier, and both of us are pretty upset with the way that the toy, well not the toy, but just the television show has been going over the past couple of years. Um, both of us the recently cartoon. got... Yes, the cartoon. Both of us recently <laughs> got uh, the Beast Machines box set and have been thoroughly enjoying it because of the story and the animation. And I have not been quite as excited about a toy line, except for alternators, um, since Beast Machines. So, if there was one thing that Hasbro could do to reinvigorate, you know, re-whatever, make you like the TV (laughs) show again, what would it be? Do I have to choose just one thing? Sure, multiple things. Why not? Keep the cast maybe a bit more on the smallish side. I'll definitely agree with you there. Uh, Hand over the writing duties to an American production company and... No, you can't take ours. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Both of ours were <laughs> take it away. I, I, yes, I, well, take it away. Well, you don't even have to take it away the entire thing. 
just maybe have some storyboarding and the writing done in the United States. Well, see, I I, I actually watch, checked out a couple episodes of the uh, Sigma Six line that you know it's Hasbro, it's GI Joe. They have like yeah. a continuing storyline. They have smaller casts, and for some reason, it's working out. But for some reason, with Transformers, they think they need to go with the bad cell shading mouths that just open and close with no in betweens, <laughs> and I just. I would really like to see, and we might get the chance because, you know, as as we learned earlier, Takara, or Tomi, or whoever it is now, is taking a break <laughs> from Transformers for a while. Yes. So, yep. if Hasbro's going to do something, they're going to have to do it on their own. If the next show is going to be CG, you know what I'd like to do? Sit down with whoever is going to be animating or storyboarding or whatevering it, and make them watch through the entirety of Beast Wars and Beast Machines. I just... Just so they can get some idea of what works. Yeah, I, I, I know that it's cheaper for them because Takara and Hasbro are splitting the costs. Um, they have a Japanese yeah. crew do it, and you know they can you know spread it out a little bit more. But we really have not just gotten the same type of quality with the full seasons planned out and everything that we did when it was being taken care of by Mainframe and and everyone. And I, I just really Mainframe miss didn't it. plan full seasons out. They flew by the seat of their pants for the entirety of Beast Wars. For Beast Wars, yeah. But once Beast Machines came around, which I'm up to the second disc halfway through. Um, I'm I'm just loving it so much, and, and my girlfriend is actually sitting down and watching the DVDs with me. So it should say something that I can, you know, get a girl who is probably sick and tired about, of hearing about Transformers. I mean, when uh, when Don posted all the info about the cinematographer, I told her about it, and she's like, John, just stop. I don't care. But she's, <laughs> she's sat down, and she's watching it with me, and, and, you know, she's actually enjoying it. We just got through the three-part Revelations and so, you know, she watched some of Beast Wars with me, so she knows who Tankor is, so that was a big deal to her. But it's just, uh, the Transformers series have just become another crappy, formulaic anime, and I would really it's like just... for it to mean more. It'd be nice if it meant more. I mean, in the interviews on the Beast Machines DVD, and I'm sorry I keep on bringing this up, but I just bought it, <laughs> Bob Skier talks about how when they, they gave it to him, he wanted to make this huge religious epic. And he was able to, and Hasbro backed him, and Fox backed him, and it was a network show, and it was just amazing because you know everything he was trying to do and pushed, they you know pushed back and said okay, and I I just feel like we haven't gotten that sort of like you know introspective interior Transformer series. It's all been Transformers go here, and then they have to do this, and they have to do this. It hasn't been about the Transformers; it's been about what the Transformers have to do. And I think that the good TV shows have that sort of introspective storytelling that we haven't gotten in a while. So yeah, It's nice to have more character-driven and less, oh my god, evil stuff happening. Yeah, so, I don't know. That, that, that's mine. The storytelling is just where it's, where it's falling for me. The animation wouldn't be so bad. I mean, I can watch horrible animation if it has a great storyline. <laughs> yeah. How about if we uh, manage to get villains with better motivation than haha I'm evil and I want power. Yeah, like okay, um just in case you guys didn't know, episode 27 of Cybertron is up at the uh Hasbro action site. Um I'm going to talk about it now. So if you don't want to hear it, <laughs> turn it off. But like Optimus yes, Prime Yes, thanks for encouraging people to stop listening <laughs> yeah. to our podcast. Okay, listen, but you know, turn it off for the next like 5 minutes or mute yeah, it. Yeah, skip it 5 minutes ahead. <laughs> um but at one point, Optimus says both of our worlds are – he's talking to Megatron. He says both of our worlds are going to be killed, and no one's going to exist anymore. You won't be able to, to control anyone. 
so why don't you just stop doing this and help me out? And he says, I don't care. And it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, even in, uh, uh, you know, the Rat Trap, going back to Beast Machines again, when Rat Trap turns evil <laughs> and he makes a deal with, with Megatron, um, it, it, it's this interesting story where Megatron's not quite evil. He keeps his word, lets them go. It just has a more interesting dynamic than, I'm evil, I'm good, let's fight. So... That episode's always bugged me. Oh, just because you like Rat Trap so much. It's always bugged everyone. I I don't know I, why. I love it. I, I love it. There's Rat Trap's acting very out of character, and for some reason no. I can't figure out whether he's which Megatron he's supposed to be in that episode. You know? I don't know. I don't there, think he's acting out of character at all. Yeah. Is he supposed to be the uh, evil backstabbing Megatron from Beast Wars? Is he supposed to be the evil genocidal Megatron from... Uh, Beast Machines, or is he supposed to be the idea of Megatron Dinobot had before they got to Earth? I don't know, but I like it. Because he really seems like that one. I like it, and I, I really like There's a couple shots in that that are done in, like, silhouette when uh, when Rat Trap is yelling at the Maximals that are just, like, absolutely beautifully rendered. They look really good. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mainframe did a ton of good crap, and it's kind of sad we won't get anything like that out of him again, because all the people who did it have moved on to different production companies. Yeah, I'm watching it. Which, actually, I remember reading something that the production company that was, like, basically everybody at Mainframe who did Reboot and Beast Wars went to about the same production company that still hasn't done anything yet. Because <laughs> I, I was watching Beast Machines, and there's so many different <laughs> frames where I'm, you know... I'm saying, well, you know, I should throw this into my computer DVD player and take screenshots because these just look like absolutely amazing, and yeah. I, I don't think that's happened since uh, there was a couple in uh, in Energon where uh, Megatron showed up again or Galvatron and was beating the crap out of Scorponok, and Scorponok yeah. had that big ugly bruised face, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, it just hasn't been quite as artistic, and I don't know. Seems like it lost well, some of its Beast soul. Wars even had its moments too, despite the fact that it was old and they took a lot of shortcuts with the rendering to save money. Yeah, I mean, there, there's quite a few, especially that that last season, season three, where everything was, you know, seemed like it was very well scripted and and you know planned out. It there's some great stuff in there. Some really my favorite dark... visual moment from Beast Wars came in season two, and actually towards the beginning of the season when it was Dinobot, Rat Trap, and Dang, I forget who else. Basically, uh, loading themselves up with weapons for a showdown. Right. And they started just doing all these riffs off Old West style uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. The sepia tone, the uh, sunset over the whole thing. Yes. Really good considering how many shortcuts they took. Yes, I like it a lot. Okay, so we all agree. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to America. Kind of up the production quality a bit. Um, yeah. Other than that. Yes. Um, also, this week was the release of issue three uh, for Transformers Infiltration, done by IDW. Yep. Both Awa and I picked this up. Um, one of my biggest complaints over the past two issues has been the layout for me. just wasn't up to snuff, um, and the fact that we really hadn't seen much of the Transformers. Um, and this issue really does solve some of those problems for me. We get to see the Transformers right off from the bat. It's... Whereas the, the past two issues have been done from the human side of things, this one is pretty much exclusively done from the Transformer sides of things. There's hardly any human involvement at all for the first couple pages. We see the Transformers talking about what has been happening, and it's kind of a nice, uh, a nice reveal. What do you think, Awa? 
thought it was interesting. I thought it picked up the pace a lot faster. Kind of like, I don't know, part of me wants to say that's this is kind of what issue sh- 2 should have been. Right. And part of me wants to say that that was good to keep the whole mystery thing going. So I'm not quite sure which way I'm standing on that. As far as the plot goes, it's interesting, although it seems a little vague where they're going. Yeah, I liked Siege. I liked that they they seem to define the Transformers characters a bit. I mean, Ironhide got a lot yeah. of a, a lot of character development. So did Prowl. Um, there's the foreshadowing of Optimus Prime. Um, you know, they seems that they seem to be doing a whole lot with with the human characters too, which I'm not quite sure about. Like the human side of the Transformers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because it's quicker and easier to draw, or because the Transformers... Well, mainly Ratchet. Yeah, the, the Transformers don't want to deal, but and then at the end, you see Bumblebee, and Bumblebee's got, like, a chick inside of him. Like, a holographic chick. Is he, like, a Transformer cross-dresser? I think the point of that was just kind of to show that Transformers really don't get gender. Let's hope that they don't ever have a RC show up. But, uh... I liked it. Yeah. it. It did up the ante a bit. We find out that, that the Decepticons are barreling in and going into uh, Phase 5 of Siege Mode. Siege Mode. So um, we don't know quite Whatever what that is. Whatever the hell is. that means. But, yeah, but um, then then we we find out that apparently Starscream has been running the game, and the Decepticons are starting to show out in public. That We see Blitzwing show up and run almost run over a uh, film crew, and uh, Thundercracker and Skywarp are going around blowing up houses. So, the action is ramping it, up. Yep. So, and on a scale of uh, one to five, as far as or zero to five, as far as Transformer comics go, I would still say this is just slightly better than average. Probably a three point five for me. Um, it still hasn't shown anything amazing, um, but it is piquing my interest a bit. So, hopefully, the rest of this series will will kind of flesh things out a bit. I am probably going to agree on the 3.5 value. I think it's got potential, and I'm interested in seeing where it's going, but as it stands now, it's not quite where I think it could yeah. be. Yeah, also the coloring, I think, helped out quite a bit in this this one. It seems like uh, it kind of got bumped up a notch, so... Yeah. But... The one thing that kind of bugged me was it seemed like, while they did do a decent amount of characterization, it almost seemed like it was building off existing characterization and assumed we kind of knew something about the characters to begin with. Right. Which, I mean, most of us do, but if it's a reboot, you're kind of supposed to uh, take over some of the characterization from scratch instead of assuming people know what you're talking about. Right, well, they're kind of doing an ultima- ultimatization, kind of like uh, you know Marvel did, where they're starting from scratch. Yeah, true. Um, but a lot of stuff hasn't been revealed yet, so we don't know if maybe... You know, Megatron and Optimus Prime are completely different, or you know, if the the Decepticon objective is, has nothing to do with energy cubes, and you know, yeah, there's a lot to be well. Laid th- out. At this point, it seems almost definite that the Decepticon objective has nothing to do with energon yeah, cubes. Yeah, seeing as how they're they're going around and blowing stuff up. Mm-hmm. But other than that, should we go on to listener topics? Sure, let's move on to listener topics. Okay, listener question. Dan wants to know, uh, do you think the new Beast Wars 10th anniversary toys should have had remolded, show-accurate heads instead of the transmutate parts? I definitely do. I, I Some of them are, are already pretty close, but I would have liked to have seen some remolding um, rather than the transmutate. Now, the transmutate is great, don't get me wrong, um, but 
as far as the, it, it just seems like a bonus. The transmutations is a bonus, whereas I would have really liked to have seen just a little bit more detailing. And I knew it would have probably been more expensive to change the molds. But what about you, Awa? I'm happier with the transmutate parts. I think any remolding would have just kind of been. Eh. Now, do you have any of the the Beast Wars molds? Of the, of I the had ones? them. I no longer have the original versions of the molds. I want to get the Beast Wars reissues, but as far as it goes, I really think that any remolds that could have been done to the toy itself would have been primarily changed for the sake of change. Right. Instead of actually adding anything new to the toys, it would have just been adding something different to them. Yeah, I can agree with you there. Um, but I I don't know. I, Go ahead, Matrix. I, I like them as they are, personally. Yeah. Because like you said... Um, the um, transmutate the parts were just an added bonus. I mean, we don't need the remolded heads just to add um, a bigger price tag to it. That's true. Yeah. I, I would have rather had the remolds than than the uh, the transmutate parts. The transmutate's nice and everything, but I just don't think it was that big of a deal. Maybe you know, have give them you know better weapons or you know, I don't know. I well, including like bonus weapons, for, especially for Dinobot, would have been really cool. Yeah. So. I yeah, know. I mean, they, all that would have been nice, but I don't want to pay more than what I'm paying for, for them now. Yeah, you're already playing a greatly inflated price. As far as the toys themselves go, I don't think there's anything they could have done. If they'd done something instead of Transmutate, like maybe, I don't know, a little part of the Axelon that could have been used as a little display area for them, or maybe accessories to go with them that could fit in their fist holes, like... I don't know, a more realistic-looking version of Dinobot's sword or some of the guns that Rat Trap ended up using or something like that. Well, we're getting the Axelon with the Optimus Primal, aren't we? It's tiny. Yeah, we're getting a tiny little, like, Minicon Axelon. It's even smaller than a Minicon. It's like a small titanium figure of the entire outside of it. I meant more like the bridge that we see a lot of stuff taking place in. Yeah, that would have been kind of neat, like a display piece that you could have pieced together and formed the bridge of the Axelon. That would have been nice. Like, Rhinox comes with the CR chamber, Rat Trap comes with the monitoring station, Dinobot comes out with a weapons loadout or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would agree with and that. And the uh, background of the box could have been the interior of the ship. See? There you go. Yeah, something like we that. Could have pieced it together. We could be in the toy making business. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so next question? Go for it. Sure, let's move on to the next question. Okay, this one comes... Wing. Or... Do you want me to ask it or do you want you to? I got it. I got this. Okay. <laughs> this one comes from from Wingus. What is the best comic relief from a series? Uh, my my vote goes to uh, Night Scream's emo hair. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're just stuck in that Beast Machines, aren't you? Dude, I I am loving it. I cannot tell you how much I am loving that box set. Uh, this has been my favorite series, and the fact that the girlfriend's actually sitting down and watching him with me. I yeah, I can't get enough of it. She said the same thing. She's like, "Wow, that's some emo hair." So, <laughs> Awa, the emo ness of Night Scream is definitely good comic relief. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with any Scott McNeil voiced character in Beast Wars. I'll give you there the royalty. Inferno yeah. too. Inferno <laughs> I liked, too. Inferno had some great. Moments. I liked Inferno a lot. Megatron in a wig was good. Too. <laughs> yes, at the judging. Yeah. yeah. What about the rubber ducky? The rubber ducky. Oh, indeed, the rubber ducky. <laughs> and Mate- the moments where people are just going through closets on the Axelon and whatever the hell you want to call the Predacon ship. Dark side, or 
Yeah, that appears to be the fan consensus on that one. But anyway, finding weird crap like Megatron's rubber ducky, Starscream's disembodied head, and other weird crap. Now, I, li- I liked Matrix's idea for this one, too. Uh, the yeah. one the one about Kelly? Yes. And the uh, raping, raping her car? Yes. <laughs> Sideburn's, Sideburn's penchant for red cars and, and... Yeah, there was a bunch of great comic relief moments in Robots in Disguise with Kelly, but none... I thought Robots in Disguise was more comic relief than plot. Not that there's anything okay, wrong with Okay, okay, you, you got me there. Like you got me there. Mm, gat skunks but, farting. Yeah, but there was a lot of great moments with that Kelly c- character. Yes, mm. and Sideburn acting like an over-hormonal frat boy. Yes. Hey, baby! And Shark Guy's haiku. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his uh, name. The, the, the Skybite? S- Skybite or, s- yeah, or Skybite. Skyshark on the in, yeah, car robots. Yep. Alright, so, you want to do number three? As far as... Uh, Question three? Sure, let's move on to number three. Okay, Ben. Ben wants to know, have you ever broken a Transformer while transforming? If so, how many? Um... I've never broken it to the point where I can't pop on a leg or anything. The one thing I did do when I first got alter- I have. <laughs> Alternator Grimlock, I I scratched up his hood trying to transform him, and that really pissed me off. But uh, Matrix, you said that you've busted up a couple Transformers. Uh, just just one. Just one. Which one's that? It was um, G1 Snarl. I was I was pretty young. And I got pissed at it and threw it at the ground and <laughs> So so you kinda you didn't break it while transforming it. You broke it because you couldn't transform it. Uh yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. It it broke into a couple of different pieces and that was the end of it. I have not broken any of the ones I have. I've popped parts off an alternator too while trying to transform them, but nothing broken thus far. I think the closest I've come to breaking any of them as far as actually doing something wrong instead of just wear and tear over time. Robot Master's Sar Saber. I saw a spot on the uh, sword, and I tried to scratch it off, and apparently that was a hole in the paint. <laughs> which is now oops. a very big hole in the paint. So yeah, oops. Did you learn your lesson? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Awa, you want to... Transformers are not scratchy. You want to read the last yes. one? Sure. This long-winded question? Yes. This next long-winded, partially reworded by somebody on staff question comes from (laughs) Nevermore, who asks, How do you feel about the overproduced, sometimes mistransformed, and sometimes misrepresented stock photography Hasbro uses for publicity photos? I don't mind it. This is Pirated TV Pro. Uh, They're funny. They they use it for all their products, though. I mean, I remember looking at the the most recent, there's a, a Nerf press relief, and even the Nerf guns have that slightly airbrushed, slightly too glossy look to them. Um, they're better than the I don't get the than the Target.com ones. The Target.com ones that always <laughs> seem to be somehow mistrans comically mistransformed. Yeah, like, yeah, although go for it. I don't get why we get the airbrushing in the first place. It the only thing it serves is to make the details kind of disappear, and it makes me question: Did they hire a portrait studio <laughs> for the f- stock photography? <laughs> they want kids to look at them and say, "Ooh, shiny." What I really want to know is why they hire people to do the airbrushing type stuff when we have, or even why they even have to hire people at all to do it when they have really brilliant fan photographers like Remy and the guys at Cosmic Rust and a bunch of other people who would probably be happy just having an in-package toy 
or even completed test sample of a toy UPS to them, they'd take pictures of them, send them back, and keep the toy. I don't know. You'd have a huge gallery of shots to choose from for the publicity photos that could be used on the packaging. It would look great. It would actually be representative of the final product, and it would be another way to kind of link things in with the fans and keep people happy on it. Yeah, I'm, to me, it's just not that big a deal. I mean, everyone does it for for product shots. I mean, you know, yeah, being true. a graphic designer, I've had to you know airbrush quite a few people and or products to make them look you know slightly nicer than they are. So. Yeah, I mean, the airbrushing's fine, but to have mistransformed, mistransformed figures on the packaging itself, I mean, that's, that's kind of nuts. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. agree with you there. <laughs> All right. Though I know I've uh, taken a few pictures of uh, mistransformed uh, toys before. Yes. Mm. Speaking <laughs> of mistransformed toys, what do you think of how they had the Cybertron Optimus Prime instructions and packaging photos versus how he shows up on the TV show and on the uh, Takara version of the packaging and all that kind of stuff. I couldn't care less about Cybertron Optimus Prime. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't own it, so I don't know. Fair enough. I guess I guess, I guess, I really shouldn't be on this show, seeing as how... What, what's the <laughs> difference? Uh, do you actually have Cybertron Optimus Prime? Um, yep. The uh, Takara instructions say that the... Uh, Oh, about flipping it. The way the wings should be yeah. folded should make it look like they're, uh... Yeah. They got the points going upwards, and the guns are underslung where the Hasbro instructions make it so it's like a triangle with the base larger than the, uh, top point at the top, and the guns are overslung. Yep. So, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that kind of mistake? Well, was it really a mistake, though? Or were they just... They just want to have something different. Well, they're underslung in the show, and so, I mean, I'm assuming that they would be going with that. They're underslung in the show, and there's detailing on one side and gaps in the plastic molding on the other side. I don't know. Screw you, Hasbro. That be... That's what I have to say. <laughs> Screw you for not getting it right. Or maybe it's maybe it's a, the Japanese fault. They did it wrong, and then the animation company did it wrong, and Hasbro was just like, <laughs> oh, crap. Thanks a lot, that guys. could be. Thanks a lot. Maybe they wanted to look, make him look well, more like Optimal Optimus. <laughs> well, I really can't figure out why they do it that way when, uh, just for variety's sake, I mean, since the uh, combination with whatever the American... Okay, yeah, his name's Wingsaber. The combination with Wingsaber has the guns over the shoulder, so wouldn't you want it, uh, the guns in a different location on the uh, non-combined version if you were going to... Uh, do two different ones? Let's say yes and get this over with. <laughs> yes. All right. You've lost me again. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wing Saber has the guns over the shoulder when you combine them with uh, Cybertron Optimus Prime. So, <laughs> from a marketing perspective, wouldn't you want the guns to be in a different place on the combined with another robot mode and the combined with trailer say yes, mode? Matrix. What? Say yes. I, I, yes. I don't have Wing Sabers. Hate me, don't you, bro? <laughs> Neither do I, but I'm just talking from a. Uh, well, I don't have wing sabers, so, and I display the Cybertron Prime with the guns under the arms, so. Okay. I, I don't care. <laughs> That's a good right, answer. Cool. I don't care. Yes. It's a toy. Yes. It's like uh, I, I have a wind uh, wind what is whatever his name is uh, wind razor no, charger the, yes wind charger and. Uh, Blast Charge, or whatever his name is, the Decepticon counterpart, I gave them uh, the swords from uh, Grimlock and from, I'm trying to think who else, Wheeljack, um, because they've already got that built-in shield. I could care less. So, I mean, 
I think it's up to the fans to decide. Hasbro is just giving us it to play with, and yeah, true. So, all right. So, <laughs> episode thirty-one is in the can. Episode thirty-one is in the can. An episode for every day of the month, if you yes. if you ever yep. wanted to have a. Uh... By the way, Jesse, do you think you're Leo Laporte? <laughs> oh, did you catch on on that one? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I caught on that. I didn't even think you can. listened. <laughs> I didn't even think you listened to This Week in Tech anymore. I don't, but that's stuck in my head for some this reason. This Week yeah. in Transformers? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I guess this is Pirated TV Pro uh, saying... You guess? I guess. Saying... Uh, you don't know? Hey, hey listen to this. I'm going to change it. I'm not signing out. I'm going to say Transform and Transcend. Ooh. We'll see? There you go. <laughs> Pick that up from Beast Machines because I'm addicted. Oh, more Beast Machines. I'm addicted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my <laughs> this is my Beast Machines episode. Hopefully by next week I'll have worked it all out. Uh, that's something I'll be looking forward to. You having worked that yes. all out. All right. So TV Pro saying transform and transcend. This, this is Awa sixty four saying. Yeah, I think I'll do something different from C and seven. I'll say. C and eight. Nah, I'm thinking I'll probably say, fetch me some nachos! Or, alternatively... (laughs) Okay, I'll stick with my Ryan Seacrest. This is Matrix Prime, out! trans fans, this is what was on your TV in the 80s. Oh, look! What is it? It's the Insecticons, an evil new menace from the world of the Transformers.